Welcome to this special podcast of Eastern Ontario Business Journal. I'm Michael Curran. There is no denying that many things changed during the pandemic. One of the positive impacts of the lockdown with people stuck at home was a spike in e-commerce. As some experts observed, it was like someone pressed fast forward on the entire e-commerce industry. And that spike translated into a corresponding increase in transportation and logistics. The signs of the change are everywhere. I'm sure delivery trucks are rolling down your street just like mine. But the trend is way bigger than trucks delivering small packages. Transportation logistics is growing and becoming much more sophisticated. For example, warehouses today are often equipped with the latest technology and robotics. Some companies are even starting to use AI. And here in Eastern Ontario, there's great potential for the transportation and logistics sector to continue to grow. Consider some of the advantages right here. Much of Eastern Ontario, of course, is located along Highway 401 corridor, Canada's busiest highway. Eastern Ontario borders the St. Lawrence Seaway with a deep water port in Johnston. Plus there are rail and air links, including an international airport in Ottawa. For all these reasons, Eastern Ontario Business Journal has produced a special 16 page supplement that focuses specifically on transportation logistics. This podcast will help you understand this sector and its potential to grow and evolve. To learn more about this special supplement, uh, supplement I'm now joined by its editor, Jennifer Campbell. Hello, Jen. Hi, Mike. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. Well, let's just start off with a kind of a general overview of, uh, of what you undertook as the uh, editor of this project, Jen. So I... This was a special project put envisioned by Terry Tayo, and he hired me to do the project management of it. So I investigated the sector and then wrote a piece uh, on the things that I learned, many of which you just highlighted. Okay. And then there were sponsors for the project as well, and they came in uh, with their own content. Yeah, and we're going to hear from some of those sponsors in in just a second. Uh, Jen, as you indicated, you you did some research and you spoke to many people in doing the special project. What what are some of the things that you learned in generally on the transportation logistics uh, sector? I think transportation and logistics has always been there, but as you pointed out, it's become critical to our economy, and that certainly was illuminated in the pandemic. And I think the pandemic actually made it even more so than it was before. Uh, it's it's the glue that holds together on here as economy, really any economy. And as you say, Eastern Ontario is very well placed to, uh, to watch that industry grow. And that's what we're seeing now. Uh, okay. E-commerce certainly was part of it as were uh, stresses on supply chains. Absolutely. You know, it, I, I love the way you frame that, Jen. It's the glue that holds the economy together. I think sometimes we take it for granted. Uh, but I think people watching the podcast today, Jen, will uh, will get a sense of what the sector is and, and the direction that it's moving in. Jen, I want to thank you. Uh, and you give a shout out to Terry Tile for being part of the project. Thanks again. And uh, hope to see you real soon. Thanks, Mike. All right. Uh, well, that was Jen Campbell, the editor of this project. And I'm going to give you a little overview of what you can expect in this podcast. We're going to look at three companies from Eastern Ontario, all of them uh, sponsors of the special project that specialize in transportation logistics. I think what's interesting with these three companies is they all have a kind of a unique take on the sector and they're all in their own specific niche. 
Uh, for each of the company, we're going to see a short video profile, and then I'm going to conduct uh, an interview with a leader from each company. So with that, uh, let's not delay any further, and let's take a look at our first profile. Here it is. Minimax Express Transportation, straightforward and steady. Minimax is a family-owned transportation company that has been shipping goods across Eastern Ontario for 32 years. The Minimax motto is peace of mind transportation from our family to yours. The shipping company has 150 trucks and 225 trailers. Three generations of the Poirier family now work in the Cornwall-based head office. Eve Poirier is the company's president and works with his brother Mark and father Paul. He says the company has a family-like culture. It even has a trailer with a barbecue on it for staff and client events. Today, Minimax has expanded to include terminals in Drummondville, Belleville, Toronto, Kitchener and Cornwall. And in early 2023, Minimax completed the acquisition of Snowbird Transportation Systems Limited to better serve its customers. All right, and now we're going to speak with another member of the Poirier family. Please welcome Ben Poirier from Minimax Express. Welcome, Ben. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. So uh, fascinated by this sector, and I think it, as I was talking about with Jen, it often escapes uh, a lot of our attention. Give us a sense of what's changing in your industry as it relates to uh, Minimax, uh, Ben. Um. What's changing? I mean, the large trend in our industry, I think is, uh, I think you mentioned it beforehand is e-commerce, right? Um, you know, stats can came out with some stats, uh, saying that e-commerce sales increased 68% from 2019 to 2022. And that share of retail e-commerce sales as a proportion of total retail, uh, rose from 3.9 to 6.2 in the same period. So, you know, it's, it's easy to say that e-commerce is, is here to stay and will undoubtedly be undoubtedly uh, grow in the future and Minimax isn't necessarily involved with that last uh, final mile delivery, you know, that you see UPS and FedEx do, but we are involved in bringing e-commerce, uh, e-commerce goods to distribution centers like Amazon. So we saw a massive increase in that in the, uh, the last three years and uh, undoubtedly it'll keep growing over the, in the near future. Okay, very interesting. So, it, you know, for, for newcomers to this industry, let's dig into that a little bit. So I get that your trucks are not rolling down my suburban street here, mm -hmm. uh, Ben, but uh, if I understood you correctly, so you're helping, part of what you're doing, what Minimax is doing is is sending those goods to, for example, the large uh, Amazon distribution centers. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. You know, a lot of, a lot of the freight or goods, you know, they might come from an airport uh, or a port or trains, like you said, you, you mentioned that in the, uh, in the intro and we're just in, involved in bringing that freight from wherever it may be to the distribution centers. Okay. And when you look into the future, Minimax is a very well-established company. It's been around for many years. What do you think the future holds? So what direction is the company heading in, in terms of how it evolves, for example? Well, I think, uh, we're, we're, you know, we're very focused on, on growth at the moment. Like you said, in the, uh, in the intro, we just acquired Snowbird. Uh, out of Hamilton, uh, we're looking to expand a little further down the 401 corridor and to get a terminal out in London. Uh, that's in the works. So obviously continuing continuing growth so that we could better service uh, our clients throughout Ontario and Quebec, you know, shorter times for delivery and pickups. Um, 
as for what the future looks like for the industry, I mean, it's been rock solid for the past three years, um, especially during COVID when it wasn't necessarily great for uh, a lot of other companies. Um, but we saw people really change their spending habits um, from services like travel and entertainment to uh, buying goods. And, you know, we're in the in industry of transporting goods. So the last three years have been really good. And if the first quarter of 2023 is any indication of how it's going to go, it's, it seems like the volumes are going to remain strong and continue increasing. Yeah, it, it certainly looks like the future is very bright, the e-commerce and, and other trends happening. I mean, we're noticing uh, industrial, for example, land is being snapped up all across eastern mm -hmm. Ontario and more people are trying to build warehouses for logistics and transportation. Um, and uh, I just, just wanted you to get your quick comment on eastern Ontario being a hub of transportation and logistics. As I indicated, it it seems like there's lots of advantages we have going for us. Is that something that you and your colleagues at Minimax would uh, would agree with, uh, Ben? No, absolutely. I think that's why whenever my grandfather started the company in 91, I think he looked at Cornwall as the uh, the best place to set up shop. Um, just because, because, like you mentioned, we're right on the Quebec border. Um, we're right on the 401. And, you know, you have distribution centers like Amazon, Shoppers Drug Mart. And as you mentioned, there was a lot of land being bought around here. And I think they're building some more uh, distribution centers. So I think Eastern Ontario is a great spot to be. It's, it's absolutely true, and that's particularly true in, in Cornwall, I think, where mm -hmm. there is a real transportation logistics hub. It's amazing. I mean, literally millions of square feet of warehouses have been developed, and it's, yeah. it's almost like the backbone of that city. Listen, Ben, I want to thank you for joining us today, and congratulations to all of uh, your colleagues at Minimax for all the success. Hope, uh, hope that <laughs> continues you. for many years to come, Ben. No, thanks. Thanks for having me, Mike. All right. That was uh, Ben Poirier from Minimax. And we're going to go on to our second video profile. Here's that video right now. Strader Ferris International, customs, e-commerce, and warehousing. Strader Ferris is Eastern Ontario's only independent logistics and fulfillment company to offer Canadian and U.S. customs brokerage services. Celebrating its 70th anniversary in 2023, but Strader Ferris isn't taking too much time to celebrate. Business is brisk. Strader Ferris includes a Canadian and U.S. customs brokerage operation, a fleet of trucks running back and forth across the border, a full-service logistics division moving freight all over North America, and just shy of 200,000 square feet of e-commerce fulfillment warehouse space, things are busy indeed. Mike Ferris is president and third-generation owner of the family business. Having end-to-end -end solutions is key to helping customers succeed. He says Strader Ferris is right-sized, meaning it has the ability to provide personalized solutions for customers. All right, and we're pleased to be joined right now by Jesse Mitchell, the Director of Business Development for Strader Ferris International. Hey, Jesse. Hey, how's it going? Good, good, good. Thanks for uh, thanks for joining us today. We're we're anxious to explore all that is uh, Strader Ferris, and I'm gonna start by asking you a real basic question here, um, uh, Jesse. I think when it comes to transportation, people kind of have a sense of of what that is: large trucks, warehouses. But you guys do something a little bit different, and I'm not sure if everyone uh, understands what a fulfillment logistics company is particularly one that does U.S. brokerages, brokerage services. So just 
start off with the basics here. Ex explain what that, uh, what specific niche you're filling in the transportation logistics. Yeah, so our niche in the marketplace is that most companies, when they ship from Ontario, say into the United States, um, FedEx, UPS will pick up at their location and take it from Ottawa or Toronto, and then get the shipment into the United States to a hub, and then ship it on to California. What we do is we pick up shipments with our trucks um, in Ottawa, Canada, and for Eastern Ontario, bring them across the border to the United States to my warehouse in Ogdensburg, and then ship them out as U.S. domestic shipments um, and custom clear them at the border. So by doing so, it reduces the chance for customs delays, and it usually speeds up the transit and offers a cost reduction in terms of shipping costs. So that's one of the niches that we play for companies that are in Eastern Ontario. And the flip side is if you're purchasing from U.S. Um, companies and vendors, you have those shipments sent to my warehouse in Ogdensburg as domestic U.S. shipments, and then we do the final mile delivery on our truck um, and do the customs clearance in Canada. Jesse, it almost seems like going through pre-clearance at a, a U.S. pre-clearance at an airport. Is it is that a fair analogy? Yeah, certainly. For the stuff that we handle in our trucks, um, it allows for no risk clearance, as in the chance for delays are very minimal. Yeah. And Jesse, I wanted to touch on uh, like this giant milestone that Strader Ferris is celebrating this year. I understand it's your 70th birthday. Yeah. So at this point, we have to be the oldest customs broker um, operating in the region. Um, we've had great success over the last 70 years, particularly in the last 20 as we've grown uh, the U.S. side of the business and the Canadian side of the business. Uh, we're now up to seven trucks every day that um, drive out from my warehouse in Ogdensburg and then deliver through Eastern Ontario and then pick up shipments to bring back across the border. Um, all the comments on the e-commerce side of the business, that has been a big growth area for us. So we're well positioned um, in Ogdensburg and in Prescott and in Brockville, where our warehouses are, um, to offer e-commerce fulfillment for Canadian and U.S.-based companies. Um, where we can service both the Canadian and U.S. markets from our um, fulfillment centers, um, and sometimes there's duty cost saves or duty cost um, savings uh, that we can take advantage of by having the warehouses in uh, Canada fulfill U.S. orders or the U.S. Um, warehouses fill Canadian orders. So we're well positioned to be a niche player um, in the e-commerce fulfillment side of things too. Jesse, because your company's been around for seven decades, it's just this incredible thing. I'm wondering if you can give us a sense for the for the layman, as, as they say, watching this today, how the industry has kind of changed and where it's going in the future. So how is technology or trends going to continue impacting Strader Ferris and its customers? Well, the technology issue is important because as the technology continues to evolve, um, it's going to it's going to uh, continue to consolidate um, the industry into, um, you know, Amazon's going to continue to buy more and more companies. Um, the larger transportation companies are going to buy up the mom and pop shops. Minimax's acquisitions are going to continue and so are Will's. So um, I think we need to be nimble um, and offer a, a, a wide variety of um, services and solutions um, to remain competitive against those larger companies. Um, like we offer Canadian and U.S. customs brokerage. We handle uh, full truck and palletized shipments uh, movements across Canada, the United States, and cross-border. We do full um, warehousing in terms of pallet storing and cross-stock shipping in both Canada and the United States, e-commerce fulfillment. We're kind of a jack-of-all-trades company, and we need to be to compete against the large multinationals. Um, but that hands-on approach of being a, a third-generation family-owned company 
is what um, a lot of companies are looking for nowadays. They, they want to be able to pick up the phone and speak to somebody, call me on my cell phone on a Friday night and get an answer. And, and that's where we can differentiate ourselves from some of the multinationals and larger companies that rely on their technology, but their people skills might be lacking a little bit. That's excellent. Yeah. I, I And, you know, there's something to be said for family businesses, right? Uh, there's a bunch of them on the podcast here today, but there, it's almost a, a deeper commitment to the customer, uh, Jesse, and making sure their needs are felt. And I, I wanted to end off uh, by asking you about your customers, in, in fact. So you've mentioned kind of who those customers might be, and you don't necessarily have to name them. Uh, name them here, but I'm wondering what types of companies are doing business with you. So if someone's watching the podcast and they're wondering, hey, I wonder if we should be working with uh, SFI, give us a, a range or some examples of the types of company companies that do business with you. So we're very fortunate having been around for so long. We work with over 350 companies in Eastern Ontario today, and that ranges from technology companies in Canada um, to defense companies to the large manufacturers to people that are working out of their basement that have their own e-commerce website and they have to ship small packages to the states every day. So literally a wide variety and all basic uh, companies that operate in Eastern Ontario. Um, we work with really everybody. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good. I uh, love that uh, final message, Jesse. If someone's interested in SFI, they should uh, they should certainly be reaching out, uh, and we'll put some information on screen there. Listen, uh, Jesse, I want to thank you uh, for uh, for joining us in this uh, special episode of Eastern Ontario Business Journal podcast, and congratulate Strader Ferris for an incredible seventieth anniversary. Thanks for joining us, Jesse. All right. Have a good day. Thanks a lot. Once again, that was Jesse Mitchell, the Director of Business Development for Strader Ferris International. And believe it or not, we've come to our third and final profile. Here it is. Wills Transfer Limited, Supply Chain Specialist. The Wills family has been running Wills Transfer Limited for four generations, and it's constantly evolving to serve customer needs. It's hard to imagine what George Wills would think today if he could see the company founded way back in 1945. Will started his business after the war with two five-ton trucks. Today, the company provides third-party logistics and supply chain management for more than 200 clients. Will's Transfer has 220 employees and a total of seven warehouses, representing more than 1 million square feet of space between them. It's come a long way, but the growth has been incremental and always in direct response to client needs. In 2020, the company acquired Orange Logistics, a deal that brought with it the opportunity to enter pharma warehousing market. Will's Transfer says it sees continued expansion opportunities in Eastern Ontario and great potential in its land purchase in West Ottawa. All right, and we're now joined by Jordy Wills, the Senior Vice President at Wills Transfer Limited. Welcome, Jordy. Thank you, Michael. Thank you for being here. Uh, and we got to start off with that fantastic photo. I'm a, I'm a history buff. So that obviously is a photo of your grandfather's. Is that right, truck? Yeah, my, my great-grandfather and grandfather would have been in the picture. Uh, I believe this is a 1953. And uh, this truck would have been uh, fairly revolutionary for, uh, for Canadian in the moving industry. So this, was, this would have household goods on it. Um, and uh, this truck... Uh, I don't know if this one went across the country or not, but it was the largest one in the fleet uh, at that time. 
and you're based in Smith Falls, which is a railway uh, town. Tell, tell us a little bit about how that played into the, the company's formation. Sure. So our, our family's been here for many generations, uh, immigrated from, from Ireland uh, many generations ago. And so Smith Falls is home. Uh, very proud of that. And uh, the uh, Canadian Pacific Railway had a major hub, still does have a major hub here. And there was a lot of industry because of that. Um, places like the Rideau Regional and Hershey uh, and many commodities moved in and out of here. So we had steak trucks. Um, my great grandfather and grandfather after the war, those trucks would go in in the morning, unload rail cars, make the deliveries, very manual work, no forklifts, um, throwing bags over their shoulders for deliveries like flour. Um, they brought a ton of bricks into Smith Falls through the rail. Uh, and then in the afternoons, they would go around and make pickups uh, for, for Smith Falls exports and uh, go load those uh, rail cars uh, in the afternoon and evening. So tons of manual work and uh, logistics is still in our, our DNA. And as much as I would love to continue talking about history, it, it, Wills is also a very modern company. It's evolved over the four generations. So Jordy, give us a sense of what Wills today. Wills today. So uh, as the video introduced uh, seven distribution centers, uh, a million square feet, our team is between 200, 220. Um, and so the problem that we solve today is that manufacturing companies or service companies, uh, they don't want to have to deal with all of the rising inventory levels for both raw materials uh, and finished goods. They don't want to have to manage that space because in their world, that's a variable. And what they need to focus on is better manufacturing, leaner processes and sales and marketing. And so if they can use a 3PL, so that stands for third party logistics partner, uh, like us, um, that takes that huge burden off so they can focus on core competencies. And so that's how we've grown um, is through strong partnerships with man mostly manufacturing some service um, who need need a 3PL partner. And uh, I would describe it like this. It is, it is very much like a marriage. Uh, it's very much like a marriage because we share health and safety practices. We integrate our system. So they're talking, they're very integrated. Uh, we learn from their quality team. We have um, lots of different ways that we cross over. So it's very much like a marriage. And, and our goal is to make them more successful because they're gonna be around uh, if we can help uh, make that company successful. Yeah, very interesting. I hadn't thought of the level of integration. Uh, great point. And uh, in the video profile, we touched on your 2020 acquisition of Orange Logistics. What was that about? That allowed us to enter the, the pharma space. Um, so that customer was Abbott Point of Care. Um, and uh, so we've been working now with them for over two years, and uh, I would say a very successful partnership where we're adding value um, to that service here in Ottawa. And uh, it was a it was a great it was a, a family business and a family business. And uh, we used a really good M&A that helped bring those together and look for the synergies. And so we're looking to grow that pharma space. And we already have. We brought an additional uh, pharma company on since we acquired Orange in 2020. Uh, and then about 10 kilometers north of where we're leasing in the west end of Ottawa, uh, we purchased 10 acres by the Carp Airport. And uh, we're, we're excited to start looking at development opportunities in the coming years. Interesting. And Jordy, we'll wrap up here in a second. But if you were to look a few years into the future and understanding that, you know, technology is disrupting many industries, and I'm sure transportation, third party logistics is one of them. What, what do you see coming up for your company or the industry? Absolutely. So. Uh, this is a, uh, either a warm word or a scary word, and that is automation. So the, okay. idea, the idea here is whether it's truck or warehouse, can we move goods 
in our supply chain in Canada with less physical and digital touch points. So we need to look at automation. That can be that can be anything from robotics to systems. Can we can we move things with less touch points and can we optimize space? Space in trucks and less kilometers being needed there, space in buildings and less touch points. Technology. So in uh, in transportation and warehousing, we've got WMS, which is warehouse management system and TMS, transportation management system. So part successful partnerships will be about being able to integrate from a vendor to a shipper so that you can share real-time live data and integrate with inventories. Oh, so that's something that- I was gonna say, it's, it sounds like it's all about efficiency. I mean, it's it's incredible how you think that, you know, automation and, and of course, let's not forget about people will, uh, will continue to drive efficiencies. Uh, absolutely, Michael. Yeah, and so some of our, our, our largest customers, um, they made the investment early on to do EDI. Um, and EDI allows basically our systems to talk. And that was the best thing they could have done is invest in us. And we made an investment to them. And now the relationship, uh, because of that huge technology piece of, of their inventory, our inventory, and, and all the orders, there's so much activity that happens in a day. Um, those things are automated because they made an investment and we made an investment for a long-term long -term partnership. So that'll continue to be. Um, in terms of uh, us in the future and our growth, we're looking at the West End and Ottawa. Um, what we do well is we, um, we run good, clean warehouses, what we would say is world-class 3PL service. And so we're not looking to store a few things here and there um, or recreational vehicles or anything. We're looking to come alongside a, a companies and, and help take that inventory burden uh, off them. That's excellent. Well, listen, Jordy, uh, that's all the time we have, but I want to thank you very much for joining us today. It, it really is amazing to hear about the level of, of sophistication that's built into uh, your industries, uh, Will specifically, and some of the other companies we talked about. Thanks for joining us, Jordy. Thank you, Michael. And thanks for the Ottawa Business Journal. We really appreciate this partnership. That's excellent. Well, that was uh, Jordy Wills, once again, the Senior Vice President at Wills Transfer Limited. Amazing to see these multi-generational companies continuing to thrive and, and uh, innovate. Well, listen, that's all the time we have for uh, this podcast. Uh, I want to give some special thanks to a few people here at uh, OBJ in the Eastern Ontario Business Journal. We have Terry Tayo in this project, Jennifer Campbell, Patty Moran and Deborah Kuna, who did uh, our graphics and design. Listen, if you uh, are looking for the physical copy of this, there's more almost 20,000 copies being mailed across Eastern Ontario via Canada Post. So if you're in that Eastern Ontario uh, area, look out for that. And if you can't find it there, you can find the digital edition by going to eobj.ca. That's eobj.ca, Eastern Ontario Business Journal.ca. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you to all of the partners that made this possible. I uh, hope to see you really soon. Please stay connected to OBJ. Bye-bye.